Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, it's Brian House here, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast sponsored by three different entities. One is Baker Forge and Tool. If you need that super unique piece of steel to make your knife project, take your knife project to the next level. Go to BakerForge.com. Also, uh, Koi and all of the boys over at Baker Forge make awesome content. Find them on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook under Baker Forge and Tool. Also, if you're looking for uh, anything else in regards to your next knife-making endeavor, make sure you hit up Lawrence over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. He has a wide array of goods available on his website. He ships super fast to the United States, and you can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate and support another maker over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Everything all right over there, Brian? What's going? What you, are you all right? <laughs> I'm Dude, hearing. I dropped my phone like three inches. I'm hearing know. thud, thud, thud. Did Brian pass out? Okay, and one more. I got to mention one more group of people. Now, I find this funny that I mentioned last week that uh, we are a commercial-free show, and in fact, when I uploaded the show, I forgot to delete the commercial portion of the show so i write you know (laughs) so there was like a whole bunch of commercials ran and then it was like are you sick and tired of annoying commercials and then yeah i look like a total hypocrite (laughs) by the way i totally take 100 responsibility for that but this show is commercial free because of the beautiful people uh over at patreon Sometimes, yes. It's it's <laughs> this is the problem when when I'm like doing eighteen things at once and uh, you know, things fall into my lap and then I'm like, Oh and I downloaded the show the next day and I went, Motherfucker, I never even mentioned that, not even one time. And on this episode I forget, of course. So we are commercial free. And hopefully in this episode I didn't forget either. And you didn't hear any annoying commercials. I did go back, however, and delete those commercial breaks. So if anybody downloaded it later in the day, it should be commercial free. So surprisingly enough, no one complained. And I appreciate that. We've simplified the process quite a bit, but there's still a number of steps. When you rely on a human being, there's going to be room for error. So anyway, boys, hit it, Brian. Let's do it. Yeah. Right on. We are. Working for it this week, the first week of February, right here, on on this big blue orb floating, or maybe it's flat compared to, you know, some people think it's flat. (laughs) It's blue. Whatever your perspective. Round, blue, flat, or global thing that you walk around on and have been on for a while now. Blue and green globe called Earth. Welcome to Earth. And this is work for it. And we've got so much to talk about. How you doing, boys? Doing good. I'm good, man. Doing good. First and foremost, I want to mention a time frame. Oh, yeah? Eight and a half hours. Eight and a half hours? It's Oh, for the Apollo to sell out. Oh, It took eight and a half hours for us to sell 50 forges. 
And no joke, we did not know. And and by the way, thank you, thank you. Woo. We, took we half, did not we took know half of a normal work day for you. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and we could have sold out twice if we wanted to, um, and we just chose against that because yeah. you know we don't <laughs> we don't know what we're in for mm-hmm. uh, shipping these things. So we need to be able to ensure that the first fifty go out the door relatively with lo- relatively low loss. And um, that we calculated everything. You know, when you do heavy work like this and you sell something, like it's different than selling a watch or a candle. Uh, You know, this is, by the time these crates are packed and shipped, they're close to 87 pounds a piece. And so we really want to ensure that we did everything humanly possible. And we're having some supply chain issues again. So we're dealing with some of that, which isn't, too bad because I did manage to plan out like almost a month in advance. But like, for instance, I, with the crates that we're making, I don't own a truck, right? So I can't just go buy sheets of plywood. I have to order it and then it's, and it's supposed to show up here. And Mm. Home Depot says, yeah, we'll have it to you tomorrow. That was close to three and a half weeks ago. And I just got a call this morning. (laughs) Yeah. I got a call this morning from a Miami phone number and it was like hey we have your lumber on a truck and we're bringing it over from Miami will you be there and i'm like you know there's a home depot yeah, 4 like, minutes up the road like in Miami why from Miami i don't know but it's coming at least so we'll have all the crated material and then we should have all of our steel part we we're supposed to have it last week we were supposed to have it three weeks ago, then it was two weeks ago, now it's this week, then it was Wednesday, now mm-hmm. it's Friday, so we're still waiting on that. And I appreciate find everyone's a, patience uh, in the process. So Find you a little local plywood supplier, baby. Oh, man, yeah. I made so many phone calls. And the, here's the reason is that we didn't want to add too much weight to these yeah. things. So I'm yeah. using like hardboard, which is just an eighth of an inch thick. Yep. And then I'm using one by three as the frame. So it's just, it just needs to be able to secure itself in there. It's, you know, sure. it's, we ship a lot of heavy shit in cardboard. So we know what we're doing. Make it's it just, I wanted it to be right. So we made them like, remember we were talking in the last podcast about how I was going to turn them into little briefcases with the rope right. handle yep. and all that. We did that. It's awesome. And we make it super easy on the carrier. So we know they're heavy. We know it's a pain in the ass. So we, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for, for everyone. Hey, here's so, a uh, yeah. uh, shipping tip I picked up, and I don't remember what podcast it was on. Um, Do-do-do-do-do-do. Just the tip from you know Ben how, <laughs> You know how you write, you, like the, the tendency is to write frag, fragile on there, right? thinking right. oh somebody will pay attention to it well fuck that man that's just an excuse to kick it so instead of writing fragile put something like paint on the outside you know write oh, the word liquid paint liquid because no ups driver in the world wants fucking paint all over their truck right that's a good so idea. put some kind of liquid in there you know what about nuclear waste yeah, like stool like, samples, you know. Yes, yes. Or, you know, or like live now, cobras. Yeah. Now going Drill back to your packaging, going back to the packaging, you did a reel on the first one that went out to Nick Tobin, yes. and all three of you guys signed that thing with the big beautiful logo on the. Fr- Damn, are you just gonna sell like those little plaque things? Because I feel like I need one of those. <laughs> Every, all the first fifty will get that. Yeah. All the first 50 will get a painted. So we did a laser etch. We were t- playing around with that laser etcher to try to figure out if we could 
put our logo on there in a reasonable amount of time, and we can't. So we're going to do a, um, a just a, a spray-painted, like, stencil logo on the, each yeah. crate. And, yes, each one of us will sign all 50 before they go out the door, so everybody will have one. That's so, so cool. Yeah, eventually I think we'll probably – we get asked about that all the time. Like, people want, you know, a little memento custom, from our maybe. workshop. Yeah. And uh, we just don't have the bandwidth to do it. Uh, but I am semi-working with a company to try to do something in the lines of a collaboration because they specialize in that. And I was like, hey, if what if we did something together and you guys donated the material and we'll pay for the labor? And I think we're going to come to an agreement fairly soon. And it'll be good for everybody. But I, I don't know. So, yeah, eventually that will all get automated. And, yeah. So. Nice. Nice, nice. The, the the response from the community, by the way, on the Apollo project blew us away. We did not anticipate selling mm-hmm. out on the first day. I thought, you know, hey, we'll sell 15, maybe 20, you know, on the first day. And, you know, I love launch day because I have, I use Shopify as my back end. And the <laughs> Shopify app, when you make cha-ching, a sale, cha-ching. it goes cha-ching, right? And if you have a smartwatch, it does it on your watch too. So it's kind of like fun, right? You know, when you get a sale and I kid you not at 10 o'clock on the button, when we hit live on that product, we sold our first 10 in the first minute. Wow. Whoa, nice. And it became, and then it was like, holy. And then Brent's like, I've never seen you speechless before. He was just, <laughs> he, I'm standing there watching. And what's crazy is Shopify has this really cool um, uh, globe uh, animation oh, cool. of all of the people who hit your website. So it like, you know, you can like have this, it's, I don't know if it's like how they do this, but it's, it tracks people when you come to the website and you start yeah. shopping. And it was the minute at 10 o'clock, I think 37 people hit the website all at once. And wow. then it just started. And then it grew. And on that particular day, you know, normally a, a normal day for us is between 500 and like five to 600 unique visitors a day. And by Jesus. 11 o'clock, we had almost a thousand unique visitors. Nice. <laughs> Nice. And it's just it just blew me away because, you know, I do this work. I live in a little bit of a bubble and people have been asking me on the regular about the Apollo Forge project. When is it going to launch? Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I think to myself, well, there's a lot of interest in this. Like, I, I'm surprised. Right. And then, of course, we're trying to hit a particular price point. And we realize mm-hmm. we couldn't do it. And I'm just thinking we're shoving people out of the market. You know, we we have to raise the price to make this worth doing. And. It just was like a huge hug from the community. It was just like, everybody's like, we love your work, brother, and we want to support you. And uh, they did that by spending their money with us. And, dude, we truly appreciate it, man. And and, uh, I got got emotional, dude. I I still get to think about how many people, you know, without even seeing one really finished, which is, again, you know, in my head, I think like nobody's actually seen one fully built yet. Like I, <laughs> well, I have you know. prototypes, but the final design has not been shown yet. So, uh, you know, it's it's just blows my mind, man. So, well, that's the thing is everybody just knows what type of work you put out in the world, so they don't even yeah. need to see it. I I almost bet that if you were just talking about it and you never showed anything other than like little glimpses here or there. I still think you would have had the same reaction. Mm. 
And yeah, like yeah, you had said earlier that, you know, you you didn't really expect it to sell out in the first eight hours. The How first weekend. Times... I mean, I didn't even yeah. think right, it would sell right. all in a weekend. How many times have you had a launch that have been wildly successful beyond your, your wildest dreams? At some point, you just you have to start getting used to that, you know? I'm not. I'm not used to it. I, I don't get used to it because when you do that amount of business in one day, it just doesn't feel normal. Like it well, just feels yeah. crazy it's to not, me. Uh, it's like you said, it's not like you're selling fucking wallets, you know, it's right. I mean, they're, they're expensive pieces of machinery, right. That come with a price yeah. tag that have a good margin that, and, and going back, I see, I, I think to me, it's the whole package, right? Because you were planting these seeds long ago when you first started on the project. I mean, I remember when you're like, I'm in full prototype mode right now. The fucking store's empty. You know, we don't have shit on the shelves, but we're building this forge and telling that story. And I think to me, it's, it's kind of that buildup, you know, you, people have confidence in the final few steps that you took to finish it because they saw, you know, how much effort and attention to detail went into the, the, the beginning stages of it, you know? Yeah. I think if you, if you take away anything about this process um, and you want to apply it to your own business, you know, this goes back to the Gary V argument of document don't create. Yeah. And, you know, I showed all my wins, I showed my failures and then I showed the final process of like how I make the ribbon burners and how what that process looks like. And then I honestly tell people like, look, you can save a hundred dollars and make one of these yourself. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. You you can cut the price in half of what we charge and make it yourself. But let me show you what goes into it. Yeah. When and you see what a pain in the that ass was it. it is, you yeah. ain't gonna make yeah. it yourself. And and also, cutting that price in half only assumes that you do everything right and have no mistakes. Right. right. Like, it's just not its not going to happen that way. Yeah. And and we're going to still sell those ribbon burner kits because I think that, sh- that could be something that people want to do. Sure. And, and, you know, but at the same time, it was like pretty much everybody that bought a forge bought a ribbon burner along yeah. with it. So, yeah. you know, it, it really was a, an awesome day last Friday. So thanks so much for that. And we truly appreciate everybody who got in on that and if you didn't get in um you know we're gonna do a round two but it's yeah we're definitely gonna do a round (laughs) two so we're gonna do probably another order of a hundred that way we're you know we're stocked up for some time Mm -hmm. and then we'll you know we'll have a better grasp on the on the logistics of it here's the thing though this next round won't be this cheap and and i said this in the all of the content and on the page i made a video the launch and i said you know, you're getting in on the initial introductory pricing because we're still learning. And, you know, the margin yeah. is not good on these. Like, you know, uh, by the time we're done creating them, shipping them, you know, a majority of the cost is in just the logistics side of things. And so, you know, <clears throat> I wanted to see, well, okay, if, you, you know, how much time does it take from the time we unload the pallet, build the crate, put it all together send the, uh, you know, cut all the hardware, put it all together. You know, what, how much time do we have invested? It's a lot of time per unit. So you just take those, those time frames and you add them all up, plus your cost of material, plus your cost of shipping, plus your cost of crating and 
all of those things. And when you're done, all said and done, you should have a you know specific margin point that you're trying to hit. We did not hit it. So it's okay because round one is meant for that. Did we break even? Yes. Did we make a little money? Yes. But, you know, for me to, to take two weeks and ship 50 forges, you know, you got, it's got to be, make sense, you know? So, and it, by the way, it, they're so heavy and they're hard to move that, you know, it, they're, it's taxing on, on not only the equipment, it's taxing on the people the moving it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Poor so, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Pickle. I mean, and by the way, we've got a patron coming down this weekend from Orlando, and he's going to um, help us cut the lumber and do all that and get nice. prepared. Uh, he just offered out of the blue, like, hey, can I come help in your workshop? You mentioned it on the well, podcast. Yeah, so. I was going to say you mentioned it on the podcast, and all of a sudden they came, they come out of the woodworks. Yeah, Maybe you need to do that more often. Get some more free, uh, free labor. So the other <laughs> question I have, so – and I think I know the answer, but um, round two of the forges, right? You say the price is going to change. Uh, would there also be a chance that something changes in the design? Well, yeah, just like the Revolution Project, yeah. you know, we'll go into Gen 1, Gen 2, and yeah. Gen 3. Um, you know, I know sometimes the, the people get caught in the version, the, the version trap, right? Where it's like, oh, yes. shit. This got better, and I just ordered the last version or whatever. It Version 2 would probably be almost like a year away, I would yeah. think. Okay. If, if that. I mean, it could be like longer. I mean, yeah. I, I truly believe that this design is the most efficient. Yeah. The only reason I would change it would be to change the size. Yeah. So, like, somebody wants a bigger version of the Forge, or they want to make an inter... Dennis wanted to talk about doing an interconnecting version yeah, of you know like locking them in and stuff yeah exactly for longer mm. things or adding a second burner or i usually need a little bigger box to put my <laughs> steel in that's right yes exactly <laughs> as you get older things tend I, uh, to get a little bigger yeah i, t- I tend to make room for it though you know <laughs> goodness gracious um so brian you're talking about how 500 to 600 unique viewers is like normal for you yes Man, <laughs> I thought I was hot shit getting 300 people on my website last night. Yeah, there's Jesus. there's months where we have close to 20,000 unique visitors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but our conversion rate is just small like everyone else's. It's yeah. usually between one and a half and two percent. And so, yeah. you know, and that conversion rate could mean that they just convert and buy a $10 item, you know. Right. So there's not, you know, the metric is there that that's why i try to explain to everybody as best as humanly possible is that every single thing you're doing it will benefit you in some way to share the journey at on multiple different social media platforms because this is a classic the the apollo forge is a classic example of people watching somebody develop something and then having ownership over it. And at the end, it makes it so much easier for them to actually open their mm-hmm. wallet and purchase. And it's because they they saw it from step one, from jump, like where it came from yep. and with the trials and tribulations. Whereas when somebody brings something to market, I'm having this conversation with somebody right now about somebody that wants me to do some, some work with them and, and bring something to market. And but one of the part pieces of the agreement in the contract is, is that I'm not allowed to share any of the details of the bill. So I I didn't sign the contract. And I just said Mm. to him, like, look, you what you're doing is I said, 
always when I take on a project, I look at the end result. And your end result is you want to sell this machine, right? This is the thing you want to sell. My business model is based on giving it all away and then selling the machine. Better than everybody that tries to duplicate it, you know? That's right. Mm And, Here's and the other aspect. We're working it out, by in- the way, between me and him. Oh. He, the, the, I think he's concerned about the intellectual property side of things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're working some things out. Here's the other aspect that might be extra beneficial is, have you guys ever been in a situation where you need to get a tool or you're deciding between one tool or another <laughs> yeah. tool and you research the ever-loving shit out of whatever you're, whatever you're yeah. about to get? So if you have all of that information out there readily available, that's just a really, really large rabbit hole for someone to dive deep into your, you know, into your, you know, stuff and fall in love with not only what you're making, but also your personality and what you put out there, which will ultimately push people to side with you over the no name. You can't see anything until the final product is on the table, you know, don't open it because you're not allowed to because whatever yeah Yeah. you know a good example of this is somebody just commented on one of my videos of the forge build that was posted to the home built forges group on facebook which i am not the admin or the moderator it's somebody else's group and i've been dinged a bunch of times in there by the way because they're like they don't want you to share who you are you know like there's the guy that the guy that runs that group sells forges yeah, he sells forges, so anybody competing with him, he doesn't like. But, you know, so you got to kind of play the game. So, um, but somebody commented from a video from like eight months ago. Yeah. And now what happens in Facebook's algorithm is that video is eight months yep. old. Bing! But somebody wrote in the there. <laughs> boom. Now it goes to the top of that forum inside of Facebook. There's 78,000 users in there. And all I have to do is respond to this person's comment. Yeah. And then, bang, it goes wild well, again. I, I think, And even better. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, I was going to say, I, maybe, maybe, I, I can't even talk fucking today. I'm Spit curious out, what you guys think. My suspicion and my own personal experience is <clears throat> I have a tendency to uh, feel like I'm repeating myself too much. Right. Where it's like, mm. oh, fuck, I just talked about this fucking thing yesterday. Do I, do I really need to talk about it today? But what I'm realizing the more I do this is that the folks that get really good traction on social media are not only OK with talking about it over and over and over. They're really fucking good at it. Right. And if you mm. think when you're flipping through your feed. Right. You don't see every post from everybody that you follow. So odds are you're going to hit about 30% of your, quote, market share, right? And that's not a very good number. If that, maybe 10% of your follower base uh, sees your post on the product that you're trying to push, right? So my guess is you have to at least... In a week, you've got to talk about that thing at a minimum three fucking times, and you've probably got to go do that for seven weeks or so, you know? Um, there's an old wives' tale that says that that you have to p- tell people something seven times before they'll actually, you know, make an impression on them enough to yeah. where they'll remember it, you know, a month from now. 
advertising so, and marketing works like that. They say nine times. You, nine gotta, times. you have there to you touch go. somebody nine times yeah. before they'll pur- purchase. That's on average. Yes. So that is something that I'm kind of dealing with or what I'm trying to do with this uh, discount that I just put out last night where basically I've, I've got a bunch of knives that are just sitting in a box ready to sell and I've had it up on my website. No real traction, no real posting about it. I just have them on the website. Well, what what the point? what's the point of that? You know, they're just sitting there collecting dust. I might as well get them moved. So I went through and I just just discounted as much as I as much as I felt like I could and I just made one big post last night saying hey you know it's I'm calling it the I need to pay my bills discount and I just threw it out there and you know I've I've had a knife sell and I've had a bunch of carbon fiber sell Mm -hmm. but so I made one big post that doesn't have absolutely everything that I've discounted Mm -hmm. and now basically throughout the week I'm going to kind of dissect each individual one that's left and be like okay today we're going to feature this one and this is the details about it and this is how much I discounted I, I and think what's, you know uh, grab it now before it's gone type of a thing yep i think what kind of surprises people about social media is how easy it can be if you don't let yourself complicate it right yeah. like creating repetitive messaged posts is pretty fucking simple <laughs> you know creating something brand new every day with a new story and a new lesson and a new message or whatever it is you're trying to put out there that's hard fucking work but if you're just talking about, you know, my aprons, my aprons, my aprons, it becomes a lot easier and, and, and it works, which is kind of Have wild. you, uh, have you ever heard the, the, uh, phrase or the, I don't know what you would call it, some sort of idiom or whatever that half the job is just showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And so what, that's the way I take on social media and there's days where I can't create any content but I sure as hell can go through and I can read the comments and respond to them. And that's almost as good as creating a new piece of content because chances are when that first, uh, you know, that first release of that video, you know, 90% of the, your followership may not have seen it, but then, you know, of course, as the week rolls on and the algorithm starts to pick up and people start commenting, if you're not responding, you're not yep. giving the algorithm what it wants, which is to keep people on the platform. <laughs> yep. And if you do that, you can essentially like you're creating that content all over again because you're getting new eyes on it. Yep. And I think that that's a super valuable thing. I remember Benjamin Nuetta talking about this like years ago on the podcast with Mike Montgomery and the um, guy from Four Eyes Furniture, they were talking about, um, you know, they feel like it's homework just responding to comments. And, you know, people don't need a ton of stroking. They just want to be recognized. Like, have you ever written to somebody or responded, like, or wrote a comment under somebody who you look up to in social media and they don't acknowledge it or mm-hmm. even heart it or respond in yeah. any way does that yeah this this guy named brian house does that <laughs> all the fucking time hey man if, it, if it's ever happened it's it's total accident yeah. but I, I try my best i swear I to god it's and sometimes they get but, the but, cracks, what, but what you take away so from that simple. is th- it's a simple thing but think about what you take away so next time you see that person's content you're most likely not going to comment right because you don't even know if that person even saw it. So what's the difference? So think about that next time you create a piece of content and there's a bunch of people. And by the way, a great way to make more content about whatever it is you're doing 
is if somebody asks you a question, answer it with another piece of content. Absolutely. Uh Absolutely. Easy cheesy. You know, it's funny. I don't post a lot. I go through periods where I just don't post. I'm just not in that space. I don't have time or whatever. There's a million and one excuses. But I don't completely fall off the platform either. And I make it a point that if I'm not creating content, that I'm out there mixing it up with other people, right? And and commenting on someone else's post. or Like you said, just showing up, being present. And it may not be every day. And it may be that one day I go in and I comment on 20 posts, you know, and legitimately comment, not just, hey, looks fucking great, dude, you know, legitimately comment some meaningful fucking thought that makes sense. And I think, in my opinion, it pays dividends when I come back to posting, when I have time to post, you know, Um, I hadn't posted for shit damn near two fucking months the post i made the other day had a 270 likes you know that that's didn't, huge it didn't come out of nowhere i mean it came out of still being present you know and i think that's part of the algorithm in some way i can't put my finger on how the fuck that works but the algorithm wants you on the platform if you show that you're on the platform when you create shit and share it you're still showing up as on the platform and they're going to push your stuff. And I think it makes a difference. Um, if you don't feel creative someday, that's just fine. You know, I think <laughs> it'll be okay, but, but make sure you're showing up in other ways. Let me tell you, um, having been away from the shop or I guess not having my shop completely set up yet because, you know, I'm, I'm re renovating this house I haven't felt creative in a long time and I'm almost feeling like a crackhead that needs the next hit. And, you know, I, I've kind of gone into a little bit of a slump, not making knives and not like, because, you know, there's that adrenaline rush after every time you finish a project and it turns out exactly the way you wanted or better than what you wanted. Like there's, there's some sort of validation in that, that I haven't been really getting because of you know the doing the house yeah so yeah well, I'm, I'm right your, there with um, you that was your creation space as well as your creative space right and right i right. i have that back and forth all the time sometimes i'm working on the house sometimes i'm working on somebody else's house sometimes i'm building furniture sometimes i'm building mm. cabinets sometimes i'm building aprons and it has taken me a while to kind of get my head around that and get that same rush. You know, it's like whether I build a cabinet or an apron or something, I've sort of rolled it into, I've gotten to the point where I've got to make something. doesn't fucking matter what it is. I got to make something every day, (laughs) you know? And if I don't, I'm like a caged fucking animal, you know? (laughs) So, Yeah. Now, Ben, speaking of making stuff, have you had any sort of progress on these big, you know, BDSM things that you're putting <laughs> yes. up down in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been moving the ball and uh, ex- it sounds like you've been moving the balls. The ball gag and exercising the comes whips. Brian with the, the the junior high jokes. I love <laughs> this. Come on now, that's what you have me around here for. It's moving. Trying to get better um, at it, which is good. It's it's. As Brian alluded to earlier, supply chain is going to be a, a little bit of a battle. Um, 
with the amount of leather that I need to order. I've got to get right around 26 sides of leather, which is a pretty big mm. order. Um, and I made a decision probably about a little over a week ago that, you know what, I'm driving the boat. I get to choose, uh, you know, materials and all that shit. So I'm, I'm going to purchase us made shit and that's going to yeah. be my focus. So I'm looking at Wicket and Craig for leather, which is one of the oldest vegetable tanned tanneries in the country. And so we're looking at them for the leather. So I'm kind of going through now with the process of trying to source materials and tool up. That's really the two biggest things. So, and then sort of the dull roar in the background throughout this entire thing, it's become clear to me is going to be getting hardware manufactured, which is no small task. Um, And then it's complicated by the fact that most hardware, most custom hardware manufacturers have like a thousand piece minimum. And I only need about, 300 pieces so i'm probably gonna end up having to buy a shitload of hardware that i don't necessarily need but that's okay um i made sure when i bid the job that i had some pretty good wiggle room in there um without uh sort of cutting into the margin so that worked out well but if anybody knows anyone that um could manufacture hardware you know, I basically need some square, quote, rings made with a uh, polished chrome finish and then some brackets to mount these things to the ceiling and the floor. And uh, yeah. I just finished up all the CAD models for those last night. So I've got CAD models and everything. But yeah. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. So is this something that you feel could be like hand forged or something that, you know, somebody in our community could try to take on? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I imagine that would raise the price, but maybe you could quote that, you know, well, push that cost over to yeah, I would you know, love the, to. the Dallas folks. I, I think the one challenge is that the spec calls for polished chrome finish. Oh. And so that and part of the the saga behind all of this i'm learning as i go how like some of the history right cuz this is a huge fucking skyscraper building it's it's been going on for a while you know it's not like oh they're going to break ground tomorrow um you know they've been building this fucking thing for at least a year uh, and it's probably been in the works for 5 <laughs> but there was a design firm that sort of started with the project and for whatever reason they got most of their design work done and then they're no longer there and so the company the design firm that i'm working with out of austin texas is at least the second in line or the second to take on this job so they kind of inherited someone else's design and so because of that they're pretty pretty specific to the spec right so there's not a whole lot of wiggle room but to make a long story short if someone can produce that polished chrome finish um then i would i would love to love to chat currently i'm working so buckle guy which is a pretty well-known leather hardware uh supplier and tool you know supplier they have an arm of their business 
so buckle guy makes most of the hardware that they sell d rings and belt buckles and all that shit they cast it somewhere over in vermont i think it is or somewhere in new england but they also own a pretty sizable i guess it's a foundry or a you know a, a something like that over in china and it's owned by buckle guy here in the u.s and then they'll take orders for you know very specific custom hardware jobs so i've been working with them a, a bit here trying to get mostly just trying to get ballpark pricing at this point um i i did bid pretty damn high so if it comes to it, I'll, I'll, you know, if I got to swallow the pill, I'll swallow the pill. But obviously, I'd like them to be as inexpensive as possible. I'd love for them to be made in the U.S. And I'd love for them to be made by some small shop. You know, those would be my my uh, big goals. Um, and But you got to do what you got to do. But eventually, I'm going to have to do what I got to do. Yeah, like right now, as an example, 26 sides of leather, I'm looking at a five to eight week lead time. So... You know, that when you're looking at a June install, that can really cut into the time you have to actually manufacture the shit. So, but yeah, it's moving a lot of moving pieces, but it's been, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah. My wife was, was pretty funny. I was, (laughs) she's like, this is just crazy. She's like, you've been doing this shit on Instagram for like, what, five years? And it finally paid off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, gee, thanks, honey. (laughs) All that fucking around you do out in that workshop, it's finally paid off. Oh, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> hey, do we have to remind her of all the cool free tools you've gotten I, I over the years? I mean, come on. Every time I finish a job in the house, Wait, I'm like, yep. Honey, come out here. Take a look at this shop. by out. fucking Instagram content. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, what do you have going on in your workshop this week? What what workshop? <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're building there, out a workshop Benches. anyways. Do you ha- you making anything in there yet? No, I haven't. I, I still only have half of my tools moved over. I have been, you know, so focused on getting the house set up correctly. Uh, we I've said last week, I think I said the week before that, we have the bedroom completely finished. I'm now working on the living room, um, tearing out cabinets. Like, oh my gosh. So literally it was a probably 14 foot by 8 foot like built-in cabinet at least two foot deep and like it's all made out of you know different pieces of like not, i wouldn't say scrap wood but he de- it was built by the guys who mm. made or were here before and it was just nothing was done correctly all wiring was like super <laughs> super janky there is there's one point where so at the at the front end of the cabinets there was a plug which literally it was just wired again back to a plug that was sit- sitting behind it, but it's all exposed wires between the two. Nice. <sighs> wow. When I tore that off, I used I used a crowbar, and when I was tearing that off, the metal crowbar <gasps> made contact Spark with that bitch. Fly. And sh- it shocked Whoa. the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. It shocked the, the ever-loving shit. Too, shit. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, only two, you know, it's only one ten power, so it's not like it yeah. really hurt. But like when you're not expecting that, yeah. holy. Ugh. Yeah, usually you know, trip you know people are quick. shocked that that previous homeowner was a bad electrician. <laughs> They're shocked. Literally. Where's the trombone? Oh, there there ah, I wasn't ready. That's I wasn't ready. Good. Trombone on cue. Ah, I love it. 
Oh my god. Well, I was I what I found funny was uh that you had had to smash those mirrors off the wall cuz they like yeah, super yeah. glued them to that everything really and then I started oh, it's, I started about thinking about in front of those right. mirrors. Yeah. Oh, yes. I started thinking about all the things that those mirrors have seen. Does this butt plug see, make my ass look big? <laughs> Brian, you you seem like the type of guy that would think about that type of thing. Hey man, yeah, it's cool. inevitable. I mean, you have to ask yourself why did somebody put those mirrors there? Uh-huh. They wanted to see Literally, themselves do something. That somebody was, was up to something. It wasn't necessarily those darkened mirrors, but there's mirrors everywhere in this house. And you have to I really ask should take a video. Why? I should take a video walking around. You're so vain. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Think Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah it's, it's But yeah, so it's it's been a lot of tearing that apart and you know, basically prepping it. Actually, Jeremy Ballaball is coming up this Sunday to help me dry drywall that wall that is now tore apart. Nice. Okay. So that'll be fun. And then Jeremy and I will be able to work on some stuff. But speaking of free tools, or I guess I I guess technically it was free tools to me. Um, Chris Magnus over at Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on Timber his name? Tiger Forge. Timber, Timber Tiger, Tiger Forge. He Goodness found the gracious. Fucking load, didn't he? He found a did you see that warehouse he found the other day? So I wasn't going to talk about the warehouse, but oh. we can switch over to that no, no, here in a little ahead. bit. Tell, tell us what he found. So Chris Magnus is one hell of a guy. He Not only is he you know supporting me with what he sent over my way, but he's also supporting Neil Warren. He's sent him a bunch of stuff, and also now he's supporting the, the big raffle. Another quick shout out. Go check out that raffle if you haven't already. You know, it's it's starting it's starting to grow, so it's it's cool. I love I love the fact that that's still going. But anyways, I have to b- say a big thank you to Chris Magnus. He's a great guy. Um, basically, what what's gone down is his neighbor had a bunch of broken welders that Chris was able to then take and combine into one fixed you know welder. I think he maybe have gotten a couple fixed. Anyways, so the original idea was he was fixing up this this MIG t- or MIG slash flux core welder, and then the idea was he was going to try to ship it off to me so that then I could start welding. Well, he fixed it all up and he made it super pretty and he painted his name on the side. And I think he like made this Damascus like cover for a part that was missing. It was crazy. But then it came down to it where he's gonna he started pricing out how much it was gonna be to create it and ship it to me. And it was literally more expensive for him to ship it to me, which again I told him I would be willing to yeah, cover, you know, let's let's figure that out. But then he said, Well, well, screw it, you know, instead of just shipping you this one, why don't I just buy you a new one? So he, no he sent me a flex square welder. Nice. So it's eh, you know, it's it's something that I've needed for a long time. So it's it's awesome and I haven't had time to, you know, get my hands dirty with it yet, but I'm so excited to finally, you know, throw some sparks and get that thing going. And yeah, Chris Magnus, he's, he's one a hell of a guy and man. go check him out. Yeah. And don't forget his name like I did, Timber Tiger Forge. Yep. Unbelievable. Guy gives you a yeah. tool, you can't even remember who it is. Right. Oh my god, no, I feel, I feel like such tool. a jackass. Buys you a tool. <laughs> I feel like such a jackass. I can't believe it's I had right. that brain It's fart. all right. We, you, brain <laughs> farts are a thing. We all have them. It's yeah. not a big deal. I I can't. What? like pe- People were like, you didn't mention my podcast. You know, you, you listen to my podcast. I'm like, I know, man. I'm so sorry. Like, I try. Like, I think about it all the time. Like, 
all these different podcasts that I've listened to over the years and like they're on my regular list. And sometimes I forget what I'm listening to. Cause I just, you know, I'm always shuffling through this. I'm going to make a podcast recommendation to it. If you're, even if you're not a Joe Rogan fan, you should go over and listen to his interview with Michael Glover. Michael Glover's the guy who runs the black um, rifle coffee, coffee companies, uh, podcast. Yeah. I, do you know who that is? I do, yeah. Michael Glover. Yeah. Isn't that the actor from Community? No, no, no. That's no. Danny. This guy's a... Glover. Was, that's a he's Glover, a, isn't it, though? Danny it Glover? it is. It, so, uh, Michael Glover is a ex-Green Beret. Super interesting story. <laughs> Definitely not who I was no. thinking of. Definitely not who you're thinking of. And he runs the podcast for Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yep. He also has a, um, like a survivalist, uh, you know, business where he teaches people how to survive. And, you know, he's been trained. He worked with the CIA and the FBI. Yeah. Super interesting story. And the one takeaway that I got when I w- listened to that episode was they were talking about discomfort and how, you know, when you're in a suit in a situation where things are uncomfortable, like extremely uncomfortable. We, a lot of us have a, don't, are not used to being uncomfortable. You know, we live in an air conditioned or warm house. We have a hot shower every day. You know, we're not used to being um, thrown into discomfort. And what they were talking about is building up your level of tolerance to discomfort through exercise, taking care of yourself, you know, certain things. And so it was a really super, um, inspiring listen and especially for me because Mm -hmm. i've been dealing with self-image problems like Mm -hmm. where i you know um i i'm getting older and my body is getting older and and i work really hard with my body so my body hurts a lot Mm -hmm. and you know i do a, a lot of things to try to not get my body to hurt and eat right and all of that but it's over time my mental space has been uh, where I look at myself in the mirror and I still feel in my head like I'm that 25 year old person, <laughs> yeah. but I look, I'm looking at a 46 year old man and it's, it's a little yeah. tough. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to not let that wear away at you over time. And one of the things that Michael Glover talked about was daily affirmations. And every time I think of daily affirmations, I think of that SNL sketch where that guy's like looking in the mirror and he's like, you're good enough. You're smart enough. Yeah. And Doug on it. People ball. love you. It's all cheese ball shit. This is not that. And and what it is, is, you know, this is part of his training where he takes people out into the woods for like 72 hours and they do these, you know, sweat lodges and they do this Native American thing where um, a lot of guys come back from war. And the uh, this is an old Native American thing that, um, you know, they (laughs) used to come back from war and they would sit the entire village down and they would all have cups of water and the person who came back from war would tell the stories of the battle and the things they went through. And as they were telling the story, they're pouring a little bit of their water into the cups of the other people who are sitting around the fire, listening to them talk. Mm -hmm. And what that, what that symbolizes is you're sharing my burden. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's so huge in the native American culture that, that just gets completely, we are not out. doing that. No. And think about this from uh from uh I'm going to say something here that might not be a popular opinion, but it's really hard to be a man in America. It and it's mm. and 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 I'm not I'm not complaining by any means. I know everybody has hardships. 
but there are a lot of people who rely on us for a lot of things. And that pressure over time gets to be so great. And I've lost many friends to suicide because mm-hmm. they just couldn't put up with the pressure. Yeah. And if you listen to what Michael Glover's talking about, he's talking about sharing the burden through conversation. And because, you know, I'm a man, I'm not allowed to have emotion. I'm not allowed to share emotion. And if I do, I'm considered weak. And that is not the case. That's not how it should be treated. And then at the same time, if I go through a traumatic event, I should be able to disclose what that felt like and share the burden with the people around me. Mm -hmm. Those things are culturally biased against us because we're not allowed to feel that way. We're supposed to show strength. And that's a cultural issue. So anyway, go listen to it. It was a really good listen. And he mentions Josh Smith from Montana Knife yeah, Company because they're all buddies and stuff. Doesn't he and, talk yeah, about it, just how social media is just is making it so hard to sell knives and, and in yes, general? Yes. I saw a clip on yeah. that. There's a whole long thing about that and about how PayPal shut him down. And, and yeah. man, you got to go listen to it's it. It's good. It's so good. I, I've, Speaking of, I'm really thinking about shutting down the PayPal option just because I've heard so many people have so many issues. I personally haven't had it yet, yep. but you always know, you know, it, you'll never have an issue until you have a big ticket sale and that one's going to be the issue. Yeah. 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 Mm. If you just wait long enough, they'll do it for you. So, you know, you won't yeah, even exactly. have to, you won't even be your decision. You know, they'll just make it for you. But, um, That's all right, we're 48 in, problem. oh, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. I, well, I just, up, I was going to tag on to what you were saying a little bit earlier and it's, it is funny. And you, I think you and I have talked about this a long fucking time ago, sort of when I was new to the show. And I'll bet you, I'd be willing to bet there are a lot of other people out there that can empathize with, in my head, I'm still fucking 18 years old. And I don't just say that as like the carefree, you know, fun loving person. I literally, <laughs> you know. We've heard your jokes, Ben. We yeah, know that you're like, 18 years old. <laughs> I, I literally feel that way. And I realize more and more that I'm not that way. My health has pretty much, you know, been a major factor in my entire life. When it comes to physical discomfort, it, it has worked in my advantage because I am so used to being fucking miserable that when life presents more misery, it's like, meh, no problem. It's not much different than yesterday, <laughs> you know. Mm. <clears throat> but all along the way, and the past year has been a true test of that, is how to keep fucking going, how to keep striving to be better and do better and actually create something when life just completely threw you to the curb, you know. <laughs> and so it's been yeah. a, a real interesting year because of that very thing and it hasn't been until recently where i've started to really reflect on it you know i would come out into the workshop and just completely ignore all of what was going on like oh this is kind of cool now i work for myself and well yeah but at some point a year goes by and you wake up and you're like we haven't made any fucking money working for yourself dumbass like (laughs) you're a big fucking failure you know which is like the first thing that your brain tells you is well then you must not have been very fucking good at it well Mm. there's probably a lot of fucking reasons for that you know well in this episode (laughs) he talks a lot about guys (laughs) getting out of the military and not knowing what to do with their time because and a lot of them end up in a cycle of of substance abuse 
And so, you know, because they're so used to being into the system that yeah. they're just anyway, it's such a great it's, listen. Uh, and it, I think everyone should listen to that, that dialogue any between tips those two on guys. How to deal with it, go for yeah. it on like, honestly, because if you haven't experienced those feelings to this point, at some point, I'll almost guarantee you, you will. You will. You will. You will. Undoubtedly, you will. you will. And it'll hit you at a time where you least fucking expect it. You got the world by the ass. And then all of a sudden, you're like, fuck me. Look at poor, you know, Neil uh, is very similar, right? Had the world by the ass. And then one day you wake up and, you know, the ass just swallowed you. <laughs> no, it can all be taken away from you in yeah. a moment's notice. And so yeah. you, you, it really is important to understand that and then also be prepared for it. And that's what these guys are talking about on that show. So go out and listen to Joe Rogan and Michael Glover Glover talk about that on Joe Rogan's latest podcast. And one of, I'm going to make an affirmation today. I'd like to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. At some right? time. I, <laughs> I would like to go on there and be interviewed by him. And I don't think that's be a good interview. I don't think that that's a far reach. I think it could possibly happen. At Absolutely. Some point, I would love to go hang Absolutely. out with him. So I guess, you know, we have, we have a buddy actually all three of us know that has a direct line straight to Joe. Rogan, oh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, well, right. a couple people, Mareko Mawasi was on his oh, show. Come on. That's not what I was thinking. I'm thinking Ryan Shed. Boy, yeah, he got Ryan, the shout uh, out, didn't yeah. he? Ryan Coakley uh, from the Hustle and Grind podcast. Yeah. He had Joe share some of his stuff, I think, recently yeah. on Instagram. So well, I, I heard that he accessible. I heard that he just called straight up, called Joe's cell phone and like, hey, you, you can share my shit, right? And that's what he got, right? That's how it went. I, I, I don't think that's how it happened, but if sure, hey, I mean, it, you never know. I don't know. The rumor, rumor <laughs> has it there was a pretty big check involved in the background that no one knows <laughs> about. But. Yeah, Ryan got paid from Joe Rogan for sharing his shit. Yeah. Could have been it. Could have been it. Other way around. Other way around. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, uh, coming up towards the end of the show real quick here, we are, um, I want to just thank the patrons that uh, have signed up. We now have 113 patrons wow. on just, our. Um, that's nuts. That's fucking nuts. That is fucking yeah, nuts. I love we it. Had, we had one more join up this week. Um, John Summers. So, John, we appreciate you for as little as $10.80 a year. You can support us financially, and every week we are growing more and more. People are finding value and entertainment in listening to the Work For It podcast. And like I said, for as little as $10.80 a year, you can financially contribute and get 52 after shows, which will answer a question that comes right from you, the patron. And we get that through the messages portion of Patron itself. So go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. And we've got, man, we have uh, last week, Alexander Sloat uh, from Devlin Forge was the person who asked the question about, you know, what a good time to go full time and all that. And we had an awesome discussion about oh, yeah. business yeah. and, I was and man, I almost almost halfway want to release that as a public show. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we should do that so people can get an understanding as to what we do in the after show. When we answer Ooh, questions, I love it. So. You know, I, I, I remember saying something that I maybe don't want out there in the world. Oh, right, right. So maybe we were talking do. about making talking about something. That's yeah. right. That's right. You were talking about your yeah, yeah, your yeah, surgery yeah. or whatever. You were going to get <laughs> something reduced. I don't remember exactly what yeah. it was. Something smaller. Changing your pronouns. 
Yeah, that's it. But oh, but this goodness. week's question. All right, come on. <laughs> all right, all right. This week's question comes from Travis Haynes. I don't really know who he is. No, I'm kidding. It's Bird Forge, the the creator, <laughs> Pelican the, Paste, the guy that made Pelican Paste. And um, he says, when in, this is a good question for the week, when introducing a new product, what are some ways to stand out from the other products that are similar? I have a new product that that is gaining some traction, (laughs) and I want to keep that going. What are some creative ways to get it in more people's hands and get engagement from those people who are using it? And that's the question of the week, and we will answer that in the after show. And here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I got a juicy one. I got a juicy one. You you just you're not even going to believe what I have to say about this. You're going to come on. It is going to shock you and blow your mind. You're going to walk away with probably some of the most valuable information you've ever heard. It's going to shock you like a shitty built gay man's cabinet. (laughs) It's going to shock you like a crowbar in a gay man's wall. You want to be shocked like Brian was shocked when he found those dick pics in the house he just bought? Oh, my God. I don't know why my asshole's tingling. (laughs) It's quivering. What I I was going to say, Brian, what I was going to say. It's going, ah, it fucking worked. Oh, my God. <laughs> what I was going to say, normally you do this like big lead off right up to the end, but we still have. WFI no, you're right. Projects you're right. And I wanted to get this. it. I wanted to get this all out of the way before oh. we jump into the after show. And that way we didn't run out of time. But uh, and just real briefly, I wanted to talk about what's going. Uh, let me just give you guys the quick elevator pitch as to what I've been doing in my workshop. So now I'm making room the for the CNC machine. Right. And I had to clear out an entire corner of my shop. And I did that. And I'm feeling really good about my workshop because I've I'm just decided to take some time to throw away some things, organize some things, clean some things. Four times a and year, it's been baby. Fantastic. I do it four yeah, times I mean, a fucking year. It's like Yeah. Purge. Yesterday Brent and I did the nasty. And Ooh. I'm telling you yeah. right now, you don't even want to was be there, a part was of this. there so, a mirror? There's a, there was no mirror. It, it was so you know the tumbler that I have, the industrial tumbler? Yeah, that old yeah. fucker. Yeah, that thing has a sump. Oh, and, you did the fucking nasty, all right. Yes, and so when you you pull this thing out, it's like four and a half inches of like, it doesn't smell bad because it's like clay kind of, it's ceramic, you know, dust that's mixed with water. So, but dude, it gets everywhere. You cannot not get this shit on you. It's just like all over the place, all over the floor, all over the tumbler, all over you. And then, you know, we had to get rid of it. So yesterday was cleaning out the sump in the tumbler, moving a whole slew of shit, like just getting rid of stuff and, and throwing things away, I'm making dumpster runs and creating a space for this new machine that we'll, we'll have in our shop. Uh, hopefully doing? next week if it shows up, we'll see. What are you doing for uh, dust collection on that? Uh, on the CNC, it's totally enclosed, and so there's uh, it's a fluid uh, cutting system. So it it literally oh, sprays metal, liquid metal, on metal, everything. Metal. So there's no I'm dust. Sorry. I was yeah, thinking it, you were talking about your uh, maybe a router, CNC router. Oh right, on we are going to invest in a Onefinity. So we're definitely doing that. And the other half of my, what I was doing this week was cleaning out the mezzanine because the Onefinity is going to go up top like in the mezzanine area and then we're going to build like a little i was thinking about like making something kind of cool that 
um, would be on a counterweight that you could mm-hmm. just like lift up a whole enclosure and yeah. it would just lift up above it and then you could change things out and then it would lower down over yeah. it. The one Finity will acrylic run, or something. you can stick that fucker sideways on the wall too. It'll run. Not the new one. No? Not the new one. They didn't raise No, the, the X50 Elite, which okay. is the one I'm looking at, is yeah. not horizontally mountable. Otherwise, I would have done that. I but can tell no. you, in my experience, I thought about building an enclosure around mine. And with how quick, typically, jobs finish, I think it would get in the way. Okay. And I've had tremendous results with just a harbor freight dust collector more or less uh, dedicated to it you know i don't have i've got dust boot yeah i've got so little uh my shop's so small i don't need that long of runs for my dust collection and so i've got a pretty direct line to the machine and with a good boot and a mustache on the bottom man 95 to 98% of the dust is gone. That's really good advice. I, yeah. Maybe I'll just do that and then see how it goes. And if yeah. it goes good, then I won't bother with it. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, I went down like the whole rabbit hole on YouTube. There's this, I didn't realize how many makers have those machines. Oh yeah. The, the algorithm has just fed me like, you know, years and years of content of people yeah. using the Onefinity. And it really does seem like people are happy with it. Very happy. Um, Very, Yeah. Very happy. So, and I've, you know, I've clicked on a few of the clickbaity videos where it's like, you know, this is the one thing that yeah. Onefinity <laughs> won't man, tell man you. Man puts dust collector in the attic. Hold on, Brian. You can't shit talk clickbait when you clickbait listen, our after show. Listen to the after show to find out what <laughs> most entrepreneurs will not tell you about their product oh, releases. You will can, be shocked. I can, I can feel Jeff Fader rolling his eyes all the way over there in New York. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Well, that's not hard to do. I'm just saying, you know, he, he gets annoyed very easily these days. Yeah, but, what's you know, the new so trend right. I've seen? Is it uh, Spensley Design Co., who like puts these outrageous names like, I never thought I'd do this or. You know, the one thing all woodworkers hate, and it has, like, nothing to fucking do with the video at all. The video, yeah, and exactly. Like, really? Yeah. He's taking a page out of Wrangler Stars book. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, that lunatic. Um, Although, Ray, Wrangler Stars does stay on topic. He it's does. Just that it, it, the it, topic it, just gets a little little out there. Um, muddy. Who's the new guy? All right, guy? guys, Which... we've been having a great show so far. We need to switch over to WFI Project so we yeah. can jump up over into the after show. All right, real quick, one apiece. That way we can get out of here on time, but yeah. Well, I've got one up and ready if you guys are ready. Yeah, yeah, pull it up, yep. Dude, Simple Little Life used our hashtag. He's yeah. he's promoting his, um, I guess this was back January 19th, so this is about a you know week and a half ago. But, you know, he was promoting the video of um, basically showing off he was, he was setting up his um, automatic hand sander in his new shop. Yes. Loved I don't it. know if you guys saw that video yep. already, but damn, yep. is that thing cool. So, Jer- I want to talk a little bit about Jeremy because if you've watched any of his most recent content Vlogs on YouTube. Vlogs are dead. There's another clickbait, man, baby. It got me to click on Although I watch all of his stuff yeah. anyway. But he yeah. he. Uh, mentions in that video, and I want to I want to highlight this because he makes a 
I don't know if it's an affirmation or a resolution, but he says in 2023, his goal is going to be to create 100 YouTube videos. That's a huge goal. That's fucking enormous. It, it, yeah. If anybody knows like the quality of his week. content, it's yeah, it's two a week. I mean, homeboy is throwing it out there. So yeah. if you want, and and I personally think everybody in the world that is in a maker community, in our maker community, should be watching Jeremy at Simple Little Life. Yeah. Because Jeremy is one of the OG motherfuckers yep. who started this movement. He is in one of the beginning guys. Yeah. And then of course his life got busy. He got semi internet famous and you know, he just he just kind of slowed down on things. But he says in these videos, he's like, I just really miss making content on YouTube. And I don't give it. He's like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to make whatever I want right. to make. I'm going to post That's it what I loved. And that's where Jeremy yeah. is so fucking good. Honestly. So good. Like the video, like he, in my opinion, he, out of all the people that I watch on YouTube and all the fucking big names and all this horse shit, there's nobody that makes it look easier. Right. And that to me is like the sign of someone who is just so fucking good at it. Right. And he's doing it, yeah. you know, he's doing it for the right reasons. And he spelled it out in that video. Like, I just really fucking love doing it. I love making videos. There's, yeah. there's not a lot of people out there that can say that and pass a red face test. You know, people are doing right. it for money or they're doing right. it for a business or fame or whatever. He just fucking He's likes not to doing videos. it for any of those things. Yeah. He loves making the videos and they're really good content. And I always walk away with something of value. Yep. He has ticked all the boxes. So go out and find simple little life. He's making content again. Find Jeremy on Instagram, simple, little, simple, little on Instagram. There. I've said it multiple times. You know, he's the guy that started my love for knife making. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot if, of people if, said that. James yeah, he's, from uh, Wasteland Forge. Same thing. Yep. He's like, I sat yep. on YouTube yeah. and I watched Jeremy Gertz make knives and fell in love with the process. Yep. Exactly the same here. Love that dude. I'm going to shout out uh, Brandon Geis. Of Creative Geist oh, LLC. I was just gonna do that. Yeah, nice. I like he, his stuck ah, face. His stuck face. He's yeah. he's taken a selfie and he's like, ever get there? I I have shit to do, but I'm currently in a holding pattern and I'm not sure what to tackle next. Time for mm. some more coffee. And uh I love Brandon. I got a chance to meet him. He drove down and hung out for an evening in my workshop. And he's a good dude, and uh, I love his work. His knives, knife work is extremely clean. So, and I like his <clears throat> selfies. I mean, he looks great. Yeah, fire. Even if he's stuck. <laughs> right, fire slice TV is uh, working on a cathedral, and uh, I haven't checked it out yet. But he's got apparently some episodes coming out. He's got. He says uh, one last photo before I can export the third episode. Everything else is nearly done. So it just. That's uh, Justin just, from Rainy yeah. Day Forge. Oh, is it? Justin Lermio. Yep. Did he yeah. change his? That's, no, he's just doing work for Fire and Slice. I don't exactly know so, how all that works, but. Well, I, I know. Let uh, me tell uh, you. Tell so, us. yeah, so Fire Slice is the show that he's producing for Canadian ah. television. 
So fire slice is basically what all of that's run under. And then once that goes out there, hopefully, you know, we can see it down here in the lowly Americas, you know? Okay. Well, that's... It's only going to be up there in Canada for a while. I'm glad I brought it up then. That's good. So check out Fire Slice TV. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool thing. I've kind of heard some things that he's got going on with it, and it's, it's a really cool concept. Like it. I like it too. So yeah, he needs to do more promotion so we can understand it better. Um, All right. So gentlemen, I think that's a good show. I think we should switch over to the after show where we will answer. Dad joke. Come on. We're not doing dad jokes. I already did a dad joke. I'll do another dad joke. Yeah, but that was, that was like a, that was like a in the moment, in situ dad joke. You're right. It's not as cheesy if it's not intentional. Do you guys know that I don't always whoop? Yeah. But when I do, there it is. There it is. Whoop, there uh, it is. That came from Nate Wapple. That came from the and, cheese uh, Dude, he told me if you bring up that joke, I was supposed to finish it, and you, I, I couldn't blurt it out. Uh, wow. We should have had the wow. song my face. Up. We should plan this shit better. <laughs> we should. We, you know, maybe we should put some planning into this not. whole podcast or, thing. Yeah, or, hey, <laughs> the beauty of the work for a podcast is that it's off the cuff. I had and somebody. That, uh, I think that's yeah, it works. I had somebody ask me. It was a week or two ago, and talking about podcasts. Um, actually, I remember who it is, but I won't. I won't say who. But just talking about podcasts, like, man, you guys must prepare so much for your show and this and that. And I said, you know how we prepare. We don't fucking talk to each other for a week. <laughs> That's right. That is exactly right. Because when you guys are talking to me, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this is all podcastable yeah. shit. Just stop talking. So we're getting genuine reactions from all three of us. Because in real life, we don't even fucking like each other. I think Brian, I think Brian missed an opportunity where he should have sold pieces of that broken mirror. Oh, right. As like 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 help help Brian like rebuild this new this new epoxy. house or whatever and like sold little shards of glass yeah. from that mirror for like five bucks. Yeah. If you, you if know you what? knew what this mirror has seen, missed. What's crazy is I sent both of you get your you guys your Christmas presents this week and now here you are talking shit. <laughs> to my well, mirrors. I wanted a piece of that mirror and We're I didn't get mirrors. it. Oh, well. God damn it. All right, listen, we know you're working for it, as we are. So this week, go out there and crush it. And if you you have a self-image problem like I do, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're good enough, that you're strong enough, and doggone it, people love you for who you are and what you do. So pick yourself up, make the shit, get it done, and work for it, baby. Let's go on to the after show. Work for it, baby! Woo! Haven't heard that one in a while.